Welcome to Passive Real Estate Investing, the show where busy people like you learn how to build substantial passive income while creating wealth for the long term. And now, here's your host, Marco Santarelli. Hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of Ask Marco, where I answer your investing-related questions. If you're new to this show, remember to click that subscribe button. That way you never miss a future episode. Right now, we're putting out three episodes a week. Two of them are Ask Marco episodes, and we are getting a lot of great questions coming in, so keep them coming in, and remember to just subscribe if you're a new listener. So today's question comes from Dave. Dave says, fantastic podcast, Marco, and thank you for all the great information that you share. Dave, you're very welcome. Given the fact that I am trying to replace my everyday job income with positive cash flow, I am trying to maximize the amount of cash flow I can get on each property while also maximizing the amount of properties that I can purchase. As I see it, this leads me to think that I should focus on lower cost properties. For example, under $90,000 with $250 to $350 per month in net cash flow. First off, do you think this is a sound plan? If not, what holes or pitfalls do you see and what do you think would be a better strategy? If it is a good idea, which markets do you recommend investing in with your team to meet this criteria? Thanks again. Okay, well, Dave, very good question. I'm gonna summarize this question to basically this. Are low cost properties a good strategy for cash flow? So the short answer is yes. So let's just be clear. Generally speaking, when you have a strategy that you turn into a plan, you're either focused on predominantly properties that generate better or above average cash flows, or you're purchasing properties in areas that you anticipate will provide solid or above average appreciation. So you're strategy is cash flow versus growth or income versus growth. Sometimes you have a little bit of both and these are transitional markets or what we might call a hybrid situation, not necessarily a hybrid market, but you're focused on generating cash flow or as much of it as you can or appreciation because you're looking at it from a medium to long-term perspective where you just want capital growth and you're going to give up on that cash flow or that cash on cash return, at least for the first year or two. So with that in mind, what you are focused on is maximizing cash flow. In fact, you said it yourself, you're trying to maximize the amount of cash flow and you're trying to maximize the amount of properties that you can purchase. The answer here is pretty simple. In fact, you've more or less answered it yourself. And what that is, is just to focus on lower cost properties that generate as much cash flow as possible in dollar terms because that's what you're looking for. And it doesn't sound like you're too concerned about price growth, at least not initially, at least not right now, and that's fine. So essentially you're making an investment to generate a cash on cash return and that property will pay itself off. It'll pay down the mortgage and it will appreciate nominally over time unless things change in that market. Now, let me give you a couple of examples here. Markets like Birmingham, you asked about markets. Birmingham, Dayton, Ohio, Memphis, Tennessee, Northwest Indiana, those are great markets for this. Huntsville, Alabama, Montgomery, Alabama, the York area of Pennsylvania. So these are markets that are very cash flow centric. They're smooth and steady, linear markets. They don't appreciate radically. It's not that they're depreciating, they're just very stable essentially boring markets, okay? Now, let's just be clear about low cost versus cheap because you brought this up. So when you're focused on cheaper properties, let's just make sure that you're focused on lower priced properties, not cheap properties as 
a lot of people define cheap being, you know, just poorly manufactured, poorly renovated, in poor condition, distressed. It's none of that. What you're doing is you're basically buying on one side of the price spectrum. It's really the uh, the, the lower two-fifths, if you will, if you break a market into quintiles, it's the second quintile. It's not the cheapest stuff. It's right above that. It's not quite middle market, although it can be. So just to throw out a couple of quick examples, because I just went on our website at noradarealestate.com, and I just picked out three or four properties. Actually, I looked at about eight, but these are ones that are essentially, you know, the cash flow centric properties. So one Memphis, it's a three bedroom, two bath, $100,000 purchase price. The net cash flow from this, and when I say net, I'm deducting vacancy, I'm deducting maintenance and repair. So it's a true net number. It's roughly about $2,700 per year. So about $225 per month, positive net cash flow. There's another property in Northwest Indiana, a three bedroom, one bath home, $99,000, generating a net cash flow of about $2,900 per year. So roughly $240 per month cash flow. Dayton, Ohio, three bedroom, two bath, 91,000. It generates 2,400 a year, about $200 a month. So yeah, you can hit those numbers. In fact, I actually just did a quick copy and paste into a spreadsheet of a batch of properties that range in price from 88,000 on up to 112,500. And what I found is the average down payment of that batch was 20,000 $11. The average monthly cash flow true net averaged out to $299. So let's just call it $300 per month true net cash flow. So you can hit those numbers. Your targets are actually pretty realistic. And to your other point, which is maximizing the number of properties, there are a lot of factors involved. It's not just the market or the price. There's taxes. There is, you know, what the gross rent is on the property that's being collected, your insurance cost. There are different factors. So you are always comparing an apple to an orange. They're all fruit, but you're comparing apples to oranges here. So what you need to do is actually look at properties one at a time and compare them each side by side to find what is going to work best for you. But if all things were equal, generally speaking, yes, if you were buying the so-called cheaper priced or lower priced properties, you would be able to double down on the number of properties that you're purchasing and essentially doubling up or doubling the monthly cash flow. So, you know, the example I'm going to give here is that you could purchase two of those three bedroom, two bath properties in Memphis for $100,000 each, generating $225 per month. Or if you were looking at a $200,000 property, one I'm looking at in St. Louis right here for $192,000, well, it's generating about the same $210 a month in cash flow. So you essentially are buying a property that is twice the price with the same amount of cash flow. So you're obviously your cash on cash return is going to be lower. So if you were able to buy two of those Memphis properties for $100,000, then you've doubled your cash flow. And I'm just thinking about this as a $50,000 chunk of cash that you have to invest. I don't know how much you have to invest, but let's just say it's $50,000. Well, with $50,000 of investable cash, you have enough for a down payment plus closing costs plus some reserves to acquire two of such properties like that Memphis three bedroom, two bath, or even the one in Birmingham. But ultimately, it's going to work out to be about $200 to $300 per month in cash flow times two because now you're spending that $50,000 
and investing it on two properties with two down payments of roughly $20,000 each. So enough of the math. Again, there are properties I will point out that you could purchase with the $50,000 down payment that are closer to $200,000 and will generate cash flows that are equivalent to having two of those lower priced Memphis or Dayton, Ohio properties or Birmingham properties. So again, you need to just look at each and every property and compare them side by side. Bottom line is, as a general rule of thumb, yeah, you should be able to double or nearly double your cash flows getting two $100,000 properties versus one $200,000 property. I hope that made sense. So anyway, pitfalls, yeah, just again, it's not really a pitfall, but these lower priced properties are typically in your C plus, B minus, and B class neighborhoods. They do appreciate not as well as properties that you're going to find in your upper end areas like your A minus class neighborhoods. Again, I'm just generalizing here. There are exceptions to every rule and this is very much market area neighborhood specific. All right. Well, I hope that answers your question, but if I were in your situation looking to maximize cash flow, maximize the number of properties, and I had, let's say, hypothetically $50,000, I probably would look at two of those $100,000 properties or less, but around that price range that's kicking off ideally around $250 a month, plus or minus $50 per month, true net cash flow. All right, Dave, hope that helps. I appreciate the question. And for everybody else, thanks for listening. Submit your question if you have one. Go to askmarco.com or just go to passiverealestateinvesting.com. And that is it for today. Thank you for listening. I will see you on the next episode. Are you on track to achieve your financial goals? Income-producing real estate is the most historically proven way to accumulate wealth and has created more financial freedom than any other means. Norada Real Estate provides everything you need to invest in the best turnkey cash flow rental properties. Our simple proven system will help you create real wealth and passive monthly income. Get your free strategy session with our knowledgeable investment counselors at noradarealestate.com. That's N-O-R-A-D-A realestate.com. Nothing on this show should be considered specific personal or professional advice. Please consult an appropriate legal, tax, real estate, or business professional for individualized advice. For distribution or publication rights and media interviews, please contact the host.